Welcome to Funding the Dream, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now here's your host, Richard Bliss. Welcome to the show. I love it when I get to have a, a guest kind of do back-to-back episodes when we get to bring them back just shortly after we had them on the first time. So my guest is a returning guest. They were just here uh, shortly. Uh, that's Matt Forbeck. Matt, thanks for joining me. Back again already? Back again already. <laughs> but this time you brought a, you brought a friend. Tell us and introduce your friend. Uh, my buddy here is Jeremy Muller, who is the lead artist and CEO of Outland Entertainment. Uh, which are the guys who have uh, licensed my shotguns and sorcery setting for my novels for a brand new role playing game that we're running on Kickstarter right now? And for those who just listened, they will recognize the fact that Matt and I had just had a previous episode. Uh, I don't know if it was last episode or a couple episodes ago, where we talked about your twelve for twelve projects that you did in two thousand twelve, twelve novels, and and uh, this project that. Oh, first of all, Jeremy, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Matt and I are just going to talk about you. That just, guy. <laughs> yeah, and just ignore the person that we can't see in the room. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is based on. So tell us a little bit about. Tell us a little bit about the project, and then we're going to talk about kind of how we got here. But uh, Jeremy, tell me a little bit about this uh, project that you're working on with Matt. Well, uh, Shotgun the Sorcery, of course, is based on Matt's. Uh, excellent uh, fantasy noir series, uh, Shotguns and Sorcery. Uh, the uh, what we're doing is we're taking uh, the setting that, that Matt created and we're developing a role playing game book uh, or a role playing game that people can actually get in and, and become immersed in the world and, and have a good time playing games. <laughs> okay, and the um, ga- and the project is out on Kickstarter. It's called Shotguns and so- Sorcery, and I saw that I think that it ends. Uh, we're recording this early December, but it ends January one. Yes, twenty right. fifteen. Okay, and this is an RPG. Let's talk about a couple of things. One, by trade, you are an artist, right? Uh, right, right. Um, t- where, so tell us a little bit. How long have you been doing that? How did you get involved? Kind of where can people go find that? Okay. Uh, well, I first uh, first off, I've kind of always done art. Uh, I remember sitting at uh, my grandmother's table, you know, drawing pictures. Uh, but I didn't really find a, a course or a direction until middle school at – Boy Scouts, a friend of mine introduced me to some comic books and it kind of sealed my fate. I decided I would be a comic book artist. And uh, it's been a little odd, a, a long winding path. You know, I attended the Joe Kubert School and the Kansas City Art Institute. And, you know, I've, I've done some work in, in comics and I've done a lot of work in games and, and uh, lots of various odds and ends illustration stuff. I did a, some World of Warcraft cards and so I, I've actually done a little bit of – I've ended up doing a little bit of everything. Um, and uh, you, you can find most of my work you know, either at my website, uh, jeremymoller.com or at the Outland Entertainment website, and that's outlandentertainment.com. So. And, and Moller is spelled M-O-H-L-E-R. Yes, I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. I know you know how to spell it, but just to make sure that uh, those people who are listening. So Jeremy Moller. And so you've been doing this for a long time, this, this artwork thing. Yeah, uh, I think I first started freelancing in college, probably my junior year. And I mean, we're talking like, I don't know, I think I did some work for Kenzer and Company, uh, doing black and white spot illustrations is where I started. And then, you know, just kind of on from there, doing odds and ends. So, and so here, here you are, you've, you've hooked up with Matt, um, Forbeck, who has, uh, who is a Kickstarter veteran, um, mm-hmm. early on, you've, you've hooked, hooked up with money, um, uh, Cook's Numenera platform, 
mm-hmm. and and you're you're launching this RPG. Uh, I guess I'm wondering about the fact that as a starving artist, which which is often how it's. <laughs> You're seeing an opportunity here, and I and I'm looking for insights about the fact that I've been watching this. I've had this this philosophy about this Kickstarter economy, this this ecosystem that has been built up. Right here, you're using a Kickstarter intellectual property, a Kickstarter um, game system that you're kickstarting. Something that mm-hmm. couldn't have happened a couple of years ago. Are you seeing an impact on your business, on the demands of your talent from a, from because of Kickstarter? Oh, I think a little bit. Uh, we sometimes get hits for doing some Kickstarter work. Uh, we've actually been doing like, well, I guess one of the things that we do at Outland Entertainment is, is in addition, we're, we're just starting up on the publishing stuff. But you know, for the last three or four years, we've been doing lots of project management where clients bring their projects to us, and you know, we put them together with artists and then help them manage the project so it gets done on time. Um, I have seen a little bit of, a, of a, an uptick in work. Uh, from Kickstarter, I think that some of the smaller publishers or mid-tier publishers, and and uh, even some of the bigger bigger publishers occasionally are finding pretty pretty good success with Kickstarters. I, I think we've been doing uh, a number of uh, smaller role-playing game products for Goodman Games uh, lately that they run through Kickstarter. So Joe, yeah, and Joe, by the way, Joe's a good friend. He's part of my gaming group. He comes over to my house on a regular basis. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. absolutely love Joe. Uh, yeah, I've worked with I've worked with Goodman Games for years. Uh, well, and so it took forever, and he awesome. did it, and he did a Kickstarter project uh, this year, and it took forever for us to convince him over the years that Joe, you might want to try this. So yes, it uh, <laughs> I can I can understand that because something that people maybe they do realize when they start getting into it, artwork is expensive. Yeah. yeah well, I think why I think most all the creative stuff is well. <laughs> the hours it takes hours <laughs> to to create it. I think. Um, I mean, you, you it, mean you can't cheat like Matt and just just yeah. crank it out? Like, just... <laughs> no, he's absolutely right. Right, I write comic books too, and I always feel guilty because a writer can write like four comic books easy in a month, and an artist is lucky if they can pull off one. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 very eternal... labor intensive. Yeah, it's and and you have to be quick. I mean. You have to be able to to move through pages, especially in comics. You have to be able to move through pages quick. And you know, it's funny that you bring bring up the, this issue because it's one of the reasons I moved over to to doing Outland and moving towards publishing is because, well, I'm a little slow. I'm not I'm not as fast as uh, as I would like to be. <laughs> it takes me a while to put stuff or, or to get it all done. And uh, I, you know, to make a living as a as a freelancer or you know to be self employed, you have to generate a lot of work <laughs> so so i mean that's one of the reasons i mean i moved over to doing more color work because it goes quicker and then uh b- moving into a position to, to project manage i can take on more projects and you know what i like doing that anyway i like working with other creatives a lot so that's, that's well and, that, sort of- and that's really critical i think um and we talk about in my industry we talk about scaling that you know artwork doesn't scale you can't right you uh, it's an hourly. It, you can only put in more hours, and at some point you run out of hours. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But absolutely. When, you start lever- when you start leveraging other people, for example, now that, now that um, Outland Entertainment is, is going in this publishing direction, you mm-hmm. now – and this is one of the things we want to talk about. You and Matt got together and said, okay, we're, we're going to make an RPG out of this property, Shotguns and Sorcery. And now we're going to license uh, Monty's platform. Suddenly mm-hmm. now um, you have the ability to really, I guess, apply a lot of creative 
kind of a now it can scale right now that you can put a lot of this uh, talent into creating a, a property that will be used and scale and continue to to build value. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I uh, must have said something really profound because <laughs> everybody just got real quiet. So yeah. <laughs> no, so let's let's talk about that. Tell me how just starting out as an artist. So how did the conversation happen then between you and Matt? How did that go? Who approached who? Well, um, we had been connected through another small company, uh, and we were originally going to do shotguns and sorcery as an as an illustrated ebook, which we or an interactive. I'm sorry, an interactive ebook. I guess would be a better way to put it. Uh, and we may, and and I fully expect that we'll still do that. Uh, I think we just decided to run with the game first because we both love games. So, um, anyway, that's. That's really how I – it was just sort of fortuitous. I, I think um, – I don't know. It probably was Ellie, you think, Matt? That, yeah, I that think so. Very much. Ellie um, – Soderstrom. Yeah, Soderstrom. So kind of I think you she get, was – Put you guys yeah. together and, and made that work. So that – the uh, the small company that we were we were originally working through kind of went another direction and, and left – left this sort of hanging. So I started talking to Matt because I felt pretty passionately about Shotguns and Sorcery. I mean, it's got a lot of really fun elements, uh, the noir, the sort of the, the murder mystery, the, the, uh, fan, all the fantasy elements. And it was, it was something that I've, you know, I read the books and I loved them and I wanted to be involved in the project in some way. And so I kind of kept pestering Matt until he, he relented. That, that. <laughs> You know, that's interesting because that was one of the traits he said makes him successful is pestering. That was the exact same word that he used. <laughs> pestering. He wasn't pestering, actually. He was just – he was persistent. Very and he's, he's, uh, he goes, yeah, I really want to work with you on this. I'm like, that's great. I, I should probably just do it myself because I used to be a game publisher. I know I handle all this stuff. And he kept saying, okay, when are we going to do it? I'm, you know, not being pushy. Just when, are, when can we start in on this? And I'm, the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know, I'm never going to have the time to do this. And, I can't pull it off myself. And Matt, you're bringing, up, you're bringing up a really valid point, uh, and that is um, I th- I've been saying that the, the Kickstarter is becoming less and less forgiving of those people who are trying to learn how to be a publisher, a game publisher, and a game designer at the same time. Uh, they're becoming less and less tolerant of funding your education and overcoming <laughs> your ignorance. Right? Yeah. And so what you guys have done is said, okay, and Matt, you very well could have done this yourself because you have the talent. That's no question. But then the question is not, can I do this, but should I do this? Yeah. I mean, actually I've done, I, I, I helped set up Pinnacle Entertainment Group, which has been a fantastically uh, successful publisher, especially even on Kickstarter. They did the Deadlands Noir and the, the last Parsec recently and all sorts of great stuff. But I also know what a time sink it is and how much time I had available to do something like this. And also having done it before meant that it, you know, it wasn't like I was afraid to do it, but I didn't really, it's not, it, the novelty had worn off. Right? Yeah, yeah. The, can I do this? Hey, look, I did it. Okay, I'm done with that one. Exactly. I'd rather move on to see, seek new horizons. But Jeremy here had so much enthusiasm. And he's like, I really want to do this. And I'm like, okay, you know what? <laughs> if we can work out a deal and, and you have my blessing, because you, you obviously have the passion, you have the talent. And uh, I'll, I'll toss in consulting with, along with the deal, which is what I did. Which is well, really important. It is really important. A, a major part of the deal. Because <laughs> he, ha- he has done this before, and that makes a big difference. And the good news is is that RPGs, I think, fund at 80% of the time. Between 75% and 80% of the time, an RPG on Kickstarter is going to fund. 
that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool, um, considering that the board game, traditional board game or tabletop game, follows Kickstarter at about 46% or 47%. RPGs do very well, partly as they have a slightly fu- lower funding goal, but also because by their very nature, there's a very passionate group of people like that, an audience, I think, who can't get this type of content through their local traditional retailer, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the gaming shops are getting fewer and fewer, just like the comic shops. Yeah, there are some wonderful gaming shops out there, but there just aren't enough of them in this country. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find a really good one nearby a lot of people. And it is, but the good news is, is that that has been now transferred over where the experience now for a collection of... So you've got a, this Kickstarter that you're running right now. It's, uh, we're in early December. You, uh, you've raised $33,000 for your Kickstarter goal, which was... How much was your goal? 25. 25, sure. 25. So you've surpassed... 25, which is... Matt, when we first started three years ago talking about this, $25,000 for an RPG... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people would have choked at that. Said, "What? What do you want that money for?" I remember Green Ronin or Green Ronin, as they like to call themselves, uh, doing a Kickstarter for um, uh, their pirate uh, Freeport, right? Right. Uh, it, they wanted fifty thousand dollars. People are like, "You're mad!" And they actually got it, right? But at the time, it was such a huge amount of money for people. They they kind of balked at it. Nowadays, uh, they're willing to go up. I mean, hell, money. Uh, is doing the Numenera box set right now. What's he up to, 188 or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Just insane. He's got such a loyal, dedicated following out there, and he's earned every damn bit of it. Just amazing. And and it is amazing because what we're seeing now is is that um, fans now say, I don't have to worry about my local game store catering to my individual specific needs. I now have found a place where I can go and enjoy the genre, enjoy uh, connecting with people because – the money's nice, but what's really impressive is the 600 backers that you found who are willing to back this system. Oh, absolutely. Our, the backers have been really, really great and, and very excited about the project, which makes us excited about it too. I mean, we're already excited, but even more, more excited. <laughs> and so when, you, so when you got ready to make this decision, Jeremy, and you looked at the game system itself, um, mm-hmm. you, you, you went with Monte's um, uh, system. What was the decision Cyber. process there? Well, we we went back and forth a lot on on systems and what which systems to go with, and we sort of uh, I think Matt had mentioned something about uh, what you know thinking about what systems and Monty had actually did, didn't Monty like nudge you or something, Matt? He, did. he said uh, you need to talk to Charles Ryan, who's his uh, business manager over there. I said, really? He says, you really need to talk to Charles. <laughs> <laughs> hint, okay, hint, good. hint. I know Charles from way back, so yeah, that's okay. I'll talk to him. <laughs> and when you talk to him, that kind of—I mean—is it kind of like, hey, we, we would really like to make be part of this? Yeah, I mean, they, they told us they were coming out with the Cipher System generic rulebook, which hadn't been announced yet at that point, right? Yeah. It was and uh, and if we were interested, they'd like us to be one of their first licensees uh, for the book and. You know, uh, I sat down and looked at the rules again, gave it a fresh read through and, and uh, considered it. I'm like, yeah, it's a solid system all the way through. There's so many different things you can do with it. And just its narrative, the way it functions with narrative works really well with the setting, right? Um, so I said, yeah, this would probably do fantastic. It's great to be able to tap into that fan base that Monty has built up uh, and having a chance to work with Monty and with Charles Ryan and Shannon Germain and Bruce Cordell and the whole crew they have over there. Just fantastic. Plus then... We got uh, Rob Schwalb on as our game designer for the for the book too, because uh, again, I I don't have enough time to do the game design myself, but 
Rob is just a fantastic designer from A to B, A to Z, actually. So, so, so tell me. So somebody's listening yeah. right now. They are, they have. So there's several pieces here, right? There's game design. There's mm-hmm. game publishing. There's game art, and there's game uh, setting, the genre, um, the world. Uh, you guys have put together this A team of of people to come together and make this fantastic product. Somebody's sitting out there and they, they have one of these pieces. What kind of advice can you give them to go figure out how to build their own personal A team of connections um, and making sure that they understand how to bring value to the, cause you guys all brought value to each other. Now, right. now how, what kind of advice do you give to somebody who doesn't have the, the time in the industry mat um, like you do or the connections or the contacts? How do they go about doing this? Any advice uh, for they, these guys? They contact Jeremy at Outland Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeremy, Outland Entertainment is actually a creative services company as well, right? So yeah. explain, explain what that means. I'll match up with artists that fit your budget, your needs, and all that kind of stuff. Um, as far as game designers, I, there's such a vibrant community out there of people doing this stuff. There are so many different game systems. There are a lot of game systems if you're starting out. I would recommend just finding one that you like a lot and seeing if you can either – a, adapt it, or B, license it. Some of the licenses for things are free if you're just doing supplementary material, like for Pathfinder or for Fate. Um, Fate, you can even do a whole game with, right? Which uh, is so Fred, so Fred over at Fate, right? Another Kickstarter success story. Mm-hmm. Oh, massive success. Big success, yeah. Yeah, and so we just continue to see this ecosystem building bigger and bigger. So do you have some advice for somebody who's like, well, I've got a game system that I think is really cool. I don't want to yeah. license my – I want I want it. I want my game system to be the one that's licensed. What kind of advice do you give to that person? Make a kick-ass game, man. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, you have to just do something that you show the passion for at every level, right? Um, whether or not it's beautifully illustrated or not, or if it's just fantastically innovative or not, or whatever you want to do with it. Uh, this is at the level we're talking about here. You're not going to kick off, uh, you know, D and D or Pathfinder as the top role-playing games, right? So what you need to do is realize this is not something you're, that most people are going to quit their day jobs on. They need to just think of it as their artwork, right? As their as their passion project, right? And obviously, you don't want to lose money at it, but you know, learn what you can. Like, go to a convention, go to Gen Con. We we at Gen Con, we always run these uh, guest of honor panels that I'm part of, where people can come and ask famous game designers questions about how to set up a company and how to get into distribution and how to uh, hire freelancers, whether they're editors or writers or uh, artists or layout guys. Or marketing, you know, what's how does the three tier distribution system work? If you want to get into stores, do you have a chance of getting into stores? All this kind of stuff, right? Um, these are really long and involved questions and answers at a certain point. Um, but there are people out there who are happy to share the information. Just because, you know, when I was starting out, a lot of people teach me this kind of stuff, and I feel obligated to turn around and pass that on. But also, it's just painful to watch people make the same mistakes that you did, right? right. And they have to prevent that for them. They'll make fresh new mistakes all their own, right? But at least it'll be more interesting to watch that way. Won't be a slow motion car wreck. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Jeremy, you got anything? We're, we're down to our last 30 seconds. Anything that you want to contribute? Or should we leave Matt with the last word? Back to Kickstarter. Shot Back to Kickstarter. Back to Kickstarter. The Kickstarter can be found on Kickstarter's called Shotguns and Sorcery. It ends January 1, 2015. So if you get a chance, go out, take a look at it, and back it and give these guys a little bit of love. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the show. 
Thanks for having us. Thank you, Richard. Appreciate it. You're welcome. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My guests have been Matt Forbeck and Jeremy Muller, who's the uh, president and founder of Outland Entertainment. And their project on Kickstarter is Shotguns and Sorcery, an RPG based on Matt Forbeck's uh, genre and based on Monte Cook's Numenera. It was Numenera, right? The Cypher System? Cypher System. system. And so uh, take a look and go uh, show them some love. Thanks for listening. Take care. Our intro and exit music is Orientation by Bureaucratic. You can listen to more of their music at soundcloud.com slash bureaucratic. Today's show is produced by Come Alive Creative. We want to thank their work and you can find them at comealivecreative.com. Thanks for listening. Take care. Take care.